Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Phenomenal Impact with your host, me, Cameron Phillips. Welcome to the third episode. I'm so excited you guys are here with me. If you're new, I hope you guys are loving this new content, or I hope you're going to love this. Make sure to leave a review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. And today, we're going to deep dive into some of the crazy experiences I've had and how it taught me my value as an influencer. I am so excited to share this with you guys today because I had such a crazy year in 2018 and I really realized so much more of how this industry works, what you have to offer as an individual creator and different strategies you can take to get success, which is part of the reason I started this podcast. But I want to let you know that today I'm giving you guys an exclusive offer. Well, if you follow me on YouTube or Instagram, you've probably already seen this offer, but for the podcast listeners, this is special for you. I'm giving away two of my Lightroom presets that I use to edit a lot of my travel photos. I use these presets to edit my Hawaii photos from this past January, and I use them probably throughout the next couple months. I want to give back to my community, and I want to help you guys create phenomenal content. That is so much also part of this podcast, is helping you guys be the best content creators you can possibly be. And even if you're not a content creator, if you are just honing your personal brand, doing brand development, business development, creating media for your website, these are some nice filters um, on Lightroom, if you add it with Lightroom, that can really take your photos to the next level. With that, I'm also going to be doing a free training on how to best use Lightroom presets. Now, this is something I don't see people offering. Everyone's selling their presets these days, but I don't see anyone really teaching people how to use them. So I'm going to do a free 30-minute workshop on how you can best use presets to actually get good results from it. Because just slapping a preset on a photo can get you fine results. Sometimes you'll get lucky and be great, but knowing how to tweak them to fit each photo is really what will take them to the next level and what is really essential to use a preset. So make sure to head to cameronphillips.net slash episode three to sign up for my free training for Lightroom presets and to download your two free presets today. Go do it. Now let's dive into the episode. I'm glad you guys are here. You're listening to Phenomenal Impact, the podcast designed to help you grow your influence and impact online with your host, me. I'm Cameron Phillips, and for the past four years, I've grown a brand that has allowed me to get paid to travel the world, create media that I love, and share the stories of people and experiences around the world. Sit back and be inspired as we hear from industry experts, influencers, and people who have made a phenomenal impact on their industry. You'll learn the tools, tips, and strategies to create your own business out of what you love and accomplish your wildest dreams. Make sure to leave a review on iTunes and subscribe for new episodes weekly. What is your worth as an influencer or content creator? That might seem like a very loaded question, but it's a really important question because it sets the stage for how you can work with brands, the kind of work you can do, and what you're going to get paid. So it's important to know your worth, find your value, and grow as a content creator. This episode is all about how I found my value and found a lot of my worth as a creator. And it came about in a very, very strange, complicated, long-winded way. At the end of the day, I'm very happy now what happened and I'm very happy the experiences I've had with the companies I've worked for because it's taught me so much about myself and it's taught me so much about this industry and this life and this world and I'm excited to share with you guys today because if there's the biggest takeaway from this is that you can learn from everything in life, the good, the bad, the ugly, you can learn from it. So let's talk about how I realized my worth. So to break it down, I won a competition in early 2018. Well, actually, I entered in early 18. I found it I won in May of 2018. 
This was a big competition held by Booking.com to find their first chief booking officer. And they picked me out of 9,000 people worldwide, which is insane. Now, also preview, on this podcast, we're going to talk about a lot about mindset and a little bit about manifestation, but in a very practical, real-world application. I love to talk about mindset. I love to talk about energy, but in a really like accessible, grounded, real-world application that everyone can use. With that being said, I literally manifested this. So to win this competition, basically, I had to write a like two sentences. It was not a lot about why I should win. So I don't even know what I wrote in those two sentences, but I knew it must have been good. And I didn't hear anything, but when I when I saw the email, I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna win this, like obviously. So I need to I need to do a good job. <laughs> but I for some reason I just knew I was gonna win right from the beginning. It was obvious to me. I just knew it. So then when I got an email saying I was a finalist, like I don't know, a couple weeks later, and I had to make a three minute video. I sat down and I meditated. The first thing I did, I told myself I'm going to win. I told myself I'm going to make the best video I can make, share my story, communicate who I am and why I should win through my story. Instead of just listing bullet points, tell a story, which is a huge thing. They teach you that in college and you're writing your college application essays and that whole deal, right? It is true. And sure enough, I won, (laughs) which is crazy. And that sounds ridiculous, but my intention was to win. I meditated on it. I created this content around the fact that I knew I was going to win. And I think that was an attitude that propelled my video to be a lot better than it might have been if I didn't think that going into it. So anyways, the point is that I won. And I did not realize they'd picked me out of 9,000 people until a few weeks later when I was in Amsterdam. They brought me to Amsterdam. I met all the corporate people, the people I'd be dealing directly with, the PR agency. It was crazy. It was an amazing experience. I'm so grateful that all this happened. Basically, it was um, a competition that they're using as a PR stunt to highlight the fact that Booking.com has unique properties around the world. And they have a lot of unique, you know, they have vacation rentals, you know, tree houses, domes, things like that. It was really targeting the vacation rental. You can book things besides just hotels on this website, bed and breakfasts, like everything. That sounds kind of confusing, but I think you get the point. I first thought of Booking.com as, oh, motels. Oh, like just hotels. I didn't even think they had ultra luxury hotels. Little did I know they had everything in between. It's the, you know, they have the most listings of any booking website in the world. I mean, I don't need to go down the specifics of booking.com. You can Google it, but I did not realize how big of a company it was. So they picked a unique property in every state, all 50 states, and I was tasked with visiting as many as I can. And I won $50,000 to do it, which is a little exaggeration because I didn't actually get that kind of money. A lot of that was a travel credit that they used to book all my flights and to book the actual properties. So I didn't really walk away with a ton of money. I did get some money out of it, but I um, had this huge budget to do this travel, which was crazy. I mean, this was a this was a really big deal for me, guys. Um, but through the Booking.com thing, there was so many different content partnerships and media and like so much that went on. And this is a story that I could talk about for hours and. All my friends are very probably sick of hearing this because I talked about it for the entire second half of 2018. Um, But so I'm going to spare you guys those details and talk more about how I realized my worth as a content creator because of this experience. So, you know, the whole thing of this was promoting these hotels and the whole thing was sharing media of my experiences, traveling around the country, visiting these amazing properties. So I approached this from, 
I want to get great media of these properties because I was under the impression that the properties were going to be in the know and they were going to, you know, maybe use my photos on their feed. It was going to be like a, you know, I wanted to do good work. I wanted to do good work because that's who I am. I wanted to make good travel media because that is my job. So when you're promoting hotels and experiences, Having engaging photos that tell a story is probably the most important thing you can do. In the world we live in, having poor quality content just does not work. Like you need to have a high quality of photo because nowadays the biggest thing is that you can like, you know, it's hard to compete as a photographer because everyone has great cameras now. A lot of people are good photographers, you know, and especially when it comes to landscape stuff, it's really hard to compete. You really have to tell a story through it because there's always going to be great photos of the sunset or the Milky Way or uh, you know, the Grand Canyon, there's a hundred million incredible photos of the Grand Canyon. It really comes down to the story you tell through these incredible photos. And I wanted like tell an amazing story of these properties through my photos. And I've seen so many properties with like terrible branding, terrible photos, terrible social presences. And a lot of these companies have no excuse. I'm talking like major hotel corporations or big, um, you know, bed and breakfasts that have like corporate structure behind them and they just don't put any worth into the media they present the world to the world when you go to their websites or their instagram feeds which is arguably the resume for millennial travelers they need to have good quality content and so i had thought that naturally some of my content would make it onto some of these properties feeds but it turns out that there was never really a correlation between the properties even knowing that this campaign was going on most of the properties we showed up to didn't even know that this was happening who i was why i was there um and especially didn't know the fact that i was acting on behalf of the world's largest hotel booking company for a global media event and some of them even treated me very rudely but if you watch my youtube videos you probably know those stories anyways Seeing this poor quality content made me realize how phenomenal some of my travel content is and some of the phenomenal ways I'm able to tell the stories about hotels and about destinations and about experiences. And it pushed me to make even better content to prove a point of this company, this big, big hotel company or, you know, any company is paying lots of money to have someone manage their social feed, to take photos, to get promotion. And it's bad. I could do that. I could start a business doing that. I had always thought that this was out of reach, but now I'm realizing, oh my God, like this is totally within reach. I think influencers and even the word influencer can really have a negative connotation because I think so many people don't understand what it means. And also it's too big of a blanket term. When you think of an influencer coming to a hotel, you think of promotion, you think of, you know, social media promotion, but when people brand themselves as photographers, you understand that there's a quality that comes with it. I would consider myself a photographer, but I haven't really branded myself as a photographer on the internet. I have more shifted to branding myself as an influencer, which you know begs the question, the difference between saying a content creator or an influencer. I hope you guys are following me. I'm sorry, this might be a little wordy, but I'm gonna just really get all my thoughts out here on this one. As someone, a brand or a company that hires me, how would they know I'm an excellent photographer unless they look at my work or look at my portfolio, which is available on camerafilps.net slash portfolio? It's because I haven't branded myself that way. And I learned from this experience that the way you brand yourself and the way you market yourself and the value that you show up and like let the brand know you have or the value you're hired for is what the work you're going to be able to do and the work you can be able to get. Through the booking thing, we had Mike.com, which is a media culture website. They came along with us to five properties and they brought a photographer with them every time and they flew the photographer out or they drove them in and they paid them a day rate and they you know took nice photos but 
you know, just like nice photos. They were fine. They were like fine. I, I'd say like a six out of 10. I realized that I, if I had branded myself as a photographer, that's work that I could be doing instead of just always thinking of myself as this like bubble of, oh, I'm an influencer. You know, I, I tweet and I, I don't tweet. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. I make YouTube videos. I make dumb YouTube videos. I used to always think that. And that is such a limiting belief. You know, whatever you do, when you find that value and when you realize that, you need to embrace it and uphold it and stand up for yourself and support yourself because that is how people make waves and make a phenomenal impact on this world is by understanding your value and putting it to work. So I really started to learn my value of a photographer in this moment, seeing these people getting paid well more than me at the end of the day to do photos that were fine, me doing great work and not having it go anywhere because I wasn't really considering myself a, you know, photographer or a branded media creator. I wasn't thinking of it that way. So of course my work wasn't going anywhere. I wasn't getting hired to do these things that other people were getting to do, but I had the talent. I had the skill and I know what makes a good campaign a good campaign. More on that in a minute. (laughs) What separates this Going back to the title of influencer, an influencer is someone who has a large following who can, you know, broadcast a message across a big audience. It doesn't necessarily mean they have a talent in a specific area. That's why I like to consider myself a travel media creator, because I think that I have the quality behind my content to tell a story, to highlight a destination, to show the beauty of a place. What I love about the travel and tourism industry is that a lot of times content does prevail to an extent. Any good PR company or tourism organization who's hiring an influencer best be looking at their content beyond just their social numbers. You can hire an influencer for a travel campaign, but if you're hiring someone who just has a large following but posts mere selfies or, you know, poor flat lays or just something very banal, like, it's not going to really work to sell your experiences or to sell your destination. You know what I'm saying? I would always go with content over following size because at the end of the day, if the content is a flop but has high engagement, the campaign will still be a flop. You aren't selling flat tummy tea. You aren't selling an appetite suppressant lollipop as some of these very strange campaigns sell. You are selling an experience and a destination. And having an engaging photo that is quality is fundamental. Fundamental. So from the content creation side, I really realized that I had this value and I had beautiful work and I decided I wanted to be respected for that beautiful work moving forward with future career endeavors, which is so much of the reason that I've rebranded myself as a travel media creator, as a branded content producer. I know what it takes to make great campaigns and I want to be able to be hired to do that for brands and for tourism organizations and for people beyond just looking for social numbers because I I have a talent that I know what's good and I really want to help brands take it to the next level. And that's what I realized in this campaign because there were so many people who were not taking it to the next level, not doing a good job, and they could have used my help, but they wouldn't listen to me because I was just the influencer. At the end of the day, this campaign I was working on, I had zero control of the strategy for content production, distribution, and what I was doing beyond my own individual content. That led to a deep level of frustration for me because the whole campaign could have been so much bigger than what I had to offer. You know, I have an 80,000 follower total reach. That is my total audience size, which is not huge in the influencer world. Again, part of this podcast is telling you how I can do all this work with not a huge following and how you can make a career out of your personal brand and out of being a media expert without a huge following. It's totally possible. But at the end of the day, I was working with 
organizations that had huge followings, that could have had massive distribution and hit home the messaging of the campaign so much harder than just I could. But because of large organizations, they refused to share my photography or use the production material they spent money on as marketing material and social content, which was downright stupid. You know, it should have been distributed across all their platforms. It should have been put into bite-sized pieces that was easily consumable and shared the story of my travels and told other travelers who follow booking.com, hey, like you can come and have these amazing experiences and book these great properties all through booking. But instead, it just never materialized that way. It was uh, kind of a big waste of a lot of content, which was frustrating to me, but at the end of the day, I had no say over it. I got really frustrated because I, my opinion I never felt was valued, and I just felt like I wanted to be deeper involved in this company and be able to share what I knew would perform better and get their messaging across to more people. At the end of the day, there could have been a much bigger reach of the content if a different strategy was employed, and it's that simple. So let me ask you this. If you're a large organization looking to market to millennials in North America to go after the Airbnb and vacation rental industry, why wouldn't you create a media strategy that appropriately distributed engaging media that would share the messaging of your campaign? Hello. I could talk about this in depth forever, but I don't want to overshare my boundaries or share too much for fear they'll come from me or like any repercussions. This is not about that. This is just me realizing the worth that I had to offer this industry, both on the travel side, on the photography side, on the content creation side, on the media strategy marketing plan. And I really realized that I had so much more to bring to the table as an individual and as a business professional than just being an influencer. And finding out that value in myself, instrumental, critical, very important. And the last aspect I wanna talk about is storytelling. One of the largest things I learned was the power of storytelling, which, like I said in the beginning, probably got me this campaign in the beginning. I used storytelling to get them to pick me out of 9,000 people because I told an incredibly captivating story that sold them on who I was, my talents, and why I deserved to win the competition. In this campaign, though, I watched a group of people spend a huge amount of money on a three-minute video that went nowhere. What do I mean by this? A video that took more than 15 edits to get anywhere, which is absurd and beyond acceptable. Why did it take 15 edits? Because there was never a storyline to the video. They spent a lot of money to make this really professional video made with cinema quality cameras. A lot of money was thrown at it. You know, I did 10 days of 12 plus hour filming days. Uh, I And unpaid, really unpaid. And this was so much work that I put into it to end up with a product that went nowhere and had no value because there was no storyline. I made my own video that had a storyline and had value and was great, which I love. You can watch it on my YouTube channel. But at the end of the day, this ended up being a six-figure B-roll cut, which does nothing for a brand. I knew that for less money and better planning, there could have been an amazing story with this incredible footage. And at the end of the day, I ended up giving them a voiceover track after I suggested it originally that told the story of what was going on. It took them 15 edits to realize that, and I said it from the very beginning, it's what it needed. Storytelling is fundamentally important for any brand campaign, for any messaging, for any kind of content you wanna make. If there's no story, people don't care. People love the beginning, the middle, and the end. Why are they watching? Why are they listening? Why are they there? Is there some value? Is there a storyline? And I learned that is crucial for success because you can spend as much money as you want 
on whatever video campaign you want to make. But at the end of the day, if there is no storyline, if there's no value, if there's no real content besides some pretty imagery, it's it's worthless, especially when you're trying to market a brand campaign. You know, a lot of people tell me that working for big companies ends up being a lot of time and money wasted with huge barriers because of bureaucracy. But why does it have to be that way? Why does working for a mega company have to end up in huge amounts of money wasted with no value added to the consumer or further depth added to brand campaigns? Why does a huge company with tons of money have a horrible social media presence? These things make me beyond frustrated because I want to help. The fundamental end of the day situation is that I want to do better and I know I can do better. And that was some of the frustrating things that came along with this campaign, which if you follow me on YouTube, you know that I had some frustrations with this. And I just kind of outlined it. At the end of the day, it comes down to me knowing that I had value to add and not being taken seriously, not being given the position to add the value, to transform their digital media presence to another level, and to use the money that had already been spent in better ways that would have reached more people with better messaging, better storytelling, better visuals, better imagery, which only would have increased all metrics that they're looking for. The ROI, the KPI, they want to talk about selling to millennials hello they're not doing it the right way i knew i had something to offer to it but i'm telling you guys this is going to sound a little out there but the universe must have blocked me on this for a reason because i had a lot of value to offer and it was never received and evidently it's because there's bigger things in store for me than working for this mega company that i would have ultimately just been silenced and had my potential limited by the bureaucracy And I really understand that now because for a long time, I'm like, oh, yeah, it'd be cool to get a job for this company. I want to help them. I really want to help them and overhaul their social presence. I want to help them form a better digital strategy. I want to help them get the right content. I want to, you know, I could do great work for this big company. But I think at the end of the day, how it all ended and all went down, I was being blocked by the universe because it was not the right place for me to go because I have a much bigger potential than giving my energy and my talent to people who wouldn't want to listen to me. That is the tea on that. And through all this, I've learned my value as a photographer, video creator, content strategist. I learned that the value I had could create a big impact on an industry, and it taught me a lot about myself. So the takeaway from this episode is value. What is your value? How do you understand your value and use it to your advantage? How does your value play into your long-term plan that we talked about in episode one? How does your value play into your brand development plan we talked about in episode two? These are big things, and I still have a lot of my value to learn and a lot more that I can develop it and implement it. But at the end of the day, summer 2018, I learned so much about where I want to go in my career, what I have to offer this industry, and how I can best serve my audience, you guys, and other people looking to be content creators, influencers, brand specialists, and develop their own phenomenal impact. So if you guys enjoyed that, um, please leave me a comment, leave me a review and let me know what you think. Please reach out to me on Instagram at Cameron Phillips and let me know what you think about that as well. And don't forget to share this episode with your friends if you found value in this story. Thank you guys so much for being here and for listening to another episode of Phenomenal Impact. I'll see you guys next week for a brand new episode where we dive deep into content marketing, becoming a phenomenal influencer and creating your own phenomenal impact on this world. Bye guys.